And we're back. This is Jamie Brown and Greg Hull. You're with Studio 7500, the podcast about all things Woodbury. Love that tagline. Don't we love that? <laughs> I, I love how you just made it up. Yep, that's what we're all about. Authenticity, and uh, we just say it like it is here. So let me just get right into this uh, right away. We have a guest with us today. Uh, we have a student who is a senior. His name is Rafiq Fardanyan, and he is a game art and design major in our School of Media, Culture, and Design. Hello there. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming thanks in. For thank you. Thank you. Definitely. It's been, um, we're just back from, actually, you're not even back from vacation. We are um, <laughs> just after the holidays. And Rafiq was so kind to come in and school hasn't even started yet. So that was really cool. Thank you so much. Of course. I mean, I only live like 15 minutes away, so oh, it's you, all good. You could have been like, oh, I had to come four hours. <laughs> this is, but anyway. So Rafiq, tell us about yourself. Um, so, uh, as far as just Woodbury or no, anything? No, as far really? as, what, okay, you're a senior, and okay. um, have you been here since your freshman year? or? What? Yeah, I was here uh, since my freshman year, but I did take a semester at uh, Los Angeles Valley College beforehand, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess I shouldn't even really call it a full semester. I mean, I could talk about that later, but okay. um, really, uh, right after high school, I, I went to community college. And while I was there at community college, I got accepted into Woodbury. And then so I kind of left and then uh, did uh, and then joined Woodbury. So now I've been here four and a half years because of the minor that I took. Right, right. So wh where are you from? Uh, I'm from North Hollywood. You know, I've been here in S Southern California all my life. My, f my family's from Armenia, though. So Okay. Yeah. L let me ask you this, and I, I didn't mean to, to, to just cut off Go your, for it. And, Love it. And <laughs> for those of you, uh, I'm recovering from a cold. That's why my voice sounds this way. But, nice um, excuse. Since you're from North Hollywood, we always yes. like that. We're, you know, if you don't know, we're the marketing team here at Woodbury. Right. So we always like to know, like... Have, did you know about Woodbury? Because <laughs> a lot of people don't, even people who live a few miles away. So did you know about Woodbury at, when you were in high school? How did you find out about Woodbury? So interesting story. Um, when I was probably in like late elementary or early middle school, somewhere around that time, uh, my family had gone to the church right across mm. from campus. Right. And, you know, as a kid, I had to tag along and... Um, you would park here, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so my family parked here and my little sister and I were just kind of playing around in the grass. Uh, and then my mom said, uh, you know, this is actually a university and, you know, maybe one day you might go here. And then... I I literally said I, I don't want to go to this ugly school or something like that. Like I don't know. I was a, I was a kid, and um, um, you know, fast forward to I think it was my second semester when I like realized, oh my God, you know, like ten or whatever ish years ago when I had said that that was this school that I was talking about, and now I'm here. So it was kind of crazy to realize that. But um, when I actually like truly found out about Woodbury was uh, in uh, during the senior year of high school when um, I had this art teacher who was kind of recommending me to uh, some you know random schools and another one was Otis because um, I was like into art but you know at the time I really didn't know exactly what I wanted to do you know I was kind of split between the whole animation game design or whatever I wanted to do um, and so she had recommended Woodbury to me but 
it that was already I was already a little late. I had applied to some other schools and I got into I got into a few. One of them being like CSUN, you know, Cal State mm-hmm. University of Northridge. Um, but for whatever reason, I I decided to go to community college. I and I I still to this day don't really know why. But uh, like I said earlier, during that first semester of community college. Um, was when I got accepted into Woodbury. I was really happy about it. Dropped all my classes at community college because none of them were going to transfer anyways, except somehow this one-unit basketball class that somehow transferred. So, wow. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was 12th grade when I, like, originally found out about it. So I guess technically this school would be my first choice then at the time. Um, and, you know, I've, I, ha- I, like, don't regret any of this, the decisions that I made. As far as, you know, not going to CSUN, it was weird. But, you know, looking back now, I'm, I'm glad that it kind of turned out this way. Why did you, excuse me, I need to get closer to the mic here. Uh, why did you choose Woodbury? Uh, over, like, other schools? Yeah, what made you decide that Woodbury was the right place for you? So, uh, one thing being distance, you know, it only being 15 minutes away from my house is definitely convenient. Um, but really what I liked about it, a lot was how the campus looked and I felt like that would kind of add life I guess to my experience you know I I went to a few other schools and checked them out but um, there was one I forgot the name of but it was like all indoors like there was no there was like no grass like it was just a building and it's it's things like that that kind of I guess turned me off or like turned me away from those types of schools and the quad in Woodbury like it's it's awesome. I love it, and it's always nice to just be around there. And um, other than that, you know, I did uh, meet up with the chair of game design before starting Woodbury. He kind of like showed me around, and you know, at the time, I really didn't know anything about game development as far like anything, um, you know, school-wise, like stuff that would be taught to me. Um, but uh, after checking out the school and the program, you know, I really liked it, and yeah, that kind of is how I ended up here. So did you know that you wanted to do game design or is that something that developed? I mean, I know when you came in to Woodbury, you had to choose game design as your major, right? right? But it's one of those things, you know, this is a, a major that's really popular. It's really exciting. It feels like the future, you know, that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. What... What were your thoughts about it, like, coming in? Were you like, do I want to do game design? Maybe I just want to do something sort of related to it. Right, right. What were your thoughts? Like, how, how did... Now, you said you met with the chair. Uh-huh. Novak, right? Yes. That, yes. He has one name. <laughs> Why is he Novak? Um, did, like, talk about that process. Like yeah. Because one of the things we like to do on this show, just which we should have told you before we went on the air, is we like to kind of speak to prospective students so like if you're a prospective student like you're your 17 year old self you're like i like gaming mm-hmm. maybe i could do it for a career you know like but then you're you know you get your parents in one ear saying what are you going to do with that how are you going <laughs> to you know like so talk about how that process okay. was for yeah, you. yeah for sure um so growing up i i thought i would 100 percent end up in animation that was kind of like my goal is to become an animator, and and to this day, you know, I still I still enjoy it, and, and obviously that's kind of why it's my minor right now. But um, you know, right before I started college, I like kind of 
realized like man i don't i don't know if i really have the patience to animate you know with the whole having to like draw every single frame um of course at the time i didn't really i i thought that animation was still kind of how it was done in the 1960s or something like entirely on paper so my fault for not you know having done the research wait what (laughs) (laughs) yeah they have all these crazy tools now that make your lives easier but that's fake news (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I, i guess i really um i i just didn't really I guess I'm just not a patient person in general, and and I looked into game design. You know, it wasn't really because I was a a gamer or anything. I just kind of just liked, I just appreciated the design of of certain games, and I was like, you know, that would be, like, a cool thing to get into. And, you know, from a young age, I, I had been drawing, you know, all my life, and I would draw these, like, levels for random games that I would play. Um, you know, and I really enjoyed doing that. And, you know, it, it, it is very, it, it still has a lot to do with drawing, you know, as far as animation goes and stuff. And so I just kind of thought that that would be like a cooler direction. And that was, um, when I like found out that game design is even a major on this planet, uh, you know, and, and that Woodbury had it, that was also like a factor into like why I wanted to come to Woodbury. And that's why I ended up being in game design. Uh, you know, during my first year of game design, um, I did also kind of miss animation. And so that's why I looked into having the minor in general. And so, you know, in the end, uh, I think having game design as a major and having animation as a minor is like the perfect combination mm-hmm. that I could have asked for. And so, yeah, I'm really happy with that. And were your parents on board with your uh, selection? So my parents were actually really supportive of, of everything. They just wanted me to go to college and do whatever I want. They were they were nice. never the type That's of great. parents to be like, you know, no, you have to be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever. You know, they were always for game design. As long as I'm not playing, you know, 10 hours of video games a day, you know, as long as I'm, you know, there, there's a difference between being a gamer and being a game designer. Right. You know, you can be right. both, but, but you know, know what you want to do, I guess. Do you feel like you have to be a ga- gamer, though, in order to design good games? Um, I guess it, it depends. Like, you definitely have to play video games at least a little bit. You right, know, of but course. You, but you don't have to. You definitely don't have to, like you know, be some hardcore gamer that plays, like, way too much. You know, you can, like, you could play a little bit, you know, do the research, and, you know, as long as you're just taking the the right steps, learning the right material, whether you go to school or not, you know, there are different ways to learn, but... Um, you know, but the bottom line is you don't, you don't have to play a ton of video games to become a game developer. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Cause a lot of it is storytelling, right? Yeah. And, and logic mm-hmm. and, and all of that, which mm-hmm. really is, you know, so you learn a lot in, in a major like game design. Definitely. You're, you know, a lot of skills are transferable to other. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The other, um, thing that we, you know, wanted to bring up is, and you could probably shed light on this, is our community around campus is really a hotbed for game design, right? Uh, You mean, like, uh, the studios around Burbank and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Animation as well. So have you done internships? Yeah, so uh, I did one internship. It wasn't really near Burbank. It was about an hour drive down in Marina del Rey uh, near the beach. But um, but that was definitely a really cool experience because um, because of the things that you're kind of taught that couldn't really be taught at schools, you know, firsthand experience. 
Um, it was at a company called Yacht Club Games. Mm-hmm. They're responsible for a game called Shovel Knight, which is an indie game or like an, you know an independent sure. kind of project. Um, not really a game that like you know any random person would know, kind of like like Super Mario Bros. game or anything like that. But as far as the game development world. Uh, it's definitely a really successful game, and I I got to to basically be taught by professionals, people that like have created this amazing game, and like I, I got to see how they work and how they how they uh, how they um, communicate as a team and all that stuff, and it's definitely really eye opening and and like I said, it, it's something that can't really be taught in schools no matter how hard you tried you know so that's why internships are great in general you know obviously not in just games or, or like in, in any major an internship is, is great because you kind of get to that's kind of your fir- first step you know into whatever industry you're going for how did you uh, land that internship um so i uh let's see i remember when i was uh, looking for internships in socal um i came across that one and I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know the, the Shovel Knight guys, you know, had an internship. Um, I kind of procrastinated on some schoolwork to get uh, this, like, portfolio website up and running. Uh, I spent, like, a, like a whole week, you know, uh, really, really trying to make that website, like, as good as possible for portfolio purposes, um, which kind of just showcased, like, the work that I had done over the years I would bring. Um mm-hmm. And so I had applied with that and, you know, did all the cover letter, resume, stuff like that. Um, And when they got back to me, interesting enough, uh, I had gotten rejected, but I I emailed them back saying, like, oh, thanks for getting back to me, you know, because, you know, I I still wanted to do some sort of, like, follow-up email just because some uh studios probably don't even say no like they might just not say anything at all Mm -hmm. so so i i responded and uh to my luck they they responded back and said oh wait we actually uh we messed up we meant to say you did like you know get it or or, you know that is a reason to follow up yeah so (laughs) well that's 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 also really great that um just in terms of communication alone that you you know to follow up and i mean that's key because we often hear people who don't send a thank you note for an interview and i mean that's so important i Mm -hmm. mean it's such an easy thing to do and it makes such a huge impact on um on on you uh, as a as an employee when when you'd be like an employee so i'm sure you made a ton of um contacts there Mm -hmm. and people who you may be able to work with in the future yeah i mean fingers crossed you know um definitely the people that i met there know what they're doing and uh i am trying to to keep in touch with them as much as possible and and i have been um just just listening to the way that they speak about like game development or like level design or any specific uh kind of aspect in the whole field is 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 insane for me or and it would be for like any other student you know it's just like the just how the way their brains work and how they design things and how they kind of uh i guess communicate like feedback in a game to a player it's just it's crazy to see how how intelligent they are and how like what kind of like brain power is behind 
you know, amazing games that are made today. So and they're they're so passionate. Very and passionate. You're, they're like minded. So you're yes. finding a group of people who you can really relate yes, to and you yes. feel the same way yeah. about that. That's really cool. But the one thing that I find interesting, I'm not really a gamer myself, but I know mm-hmm. about the passion and I know it strikes both ways. Mm-hmm. Like so I would always wonder the designers are you know they spent hours and hours and hours and hours coming up with games and, and testing them and then they release the game and then the community says this is terrible or whatever like the, and, and then they've got to hear that feedback and then try to make changes it's kind of an interesting scenario which yeah. is a little bit different than a lot of creative industries like with animation for example you produce something, people may like it or dislike it, but it it almost feels with gaming like there's like a real time component to it. Where right, people, right. And I don't know if maybe you don't have anything to say about that, but I'd be curious to know when you talk about that community, like how they deal with that. I, I guess that goes mostly for for online games where it's sure. like, um, you know, where where stuff doesn't really seem balanced, like, you know, playing, like, one character and, or whatever is too strong compared to another character. And then the team that's behind uh, any of those kinds of stuff uh, is would just, you know, go into the game, change whatever they need to change to balance it to make the game work out. Uh, as far as, like, single-player games that go, that still, it, that still does have to do with it. Um, you know, there are a lot of bugs. There are a lot of, you know, malfunctions that can appear in a ton of games um and so if players encounter that you know the the developers uh, at least they should you know the first thing that they should do is is you know go in there and try to fix you know those errors to prevent other players from going through that as well um as far as like the design of the game in general you know like uh Aside from bugs and stuff, you know, if the game just kind of sucks, <laughs> then that's that's a bit harder to deal with because right. now you have to like change entire things if if they even want to. You know, a lot of companies might just be like, oh, you know, the game sucks and that's that. We'll move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, there there are definitely companies out there that um, have had to deal with you know a ton of hate, and um, but you know there are definitely companies out there who did. Uh, go back into the game and fix a lot of things and, you know, kind of gain the respect of the community and, you know, make their games better. And, you know, that, that that's like a really important thing to do because um, because if if your game sucks and you care about it a lot, then uh, then why wouldn't you want it to be like better? Right. You know, if, if yeah, it's absolutely. something that you put a lot of like care and effort in, uh, at the end of the day, you're going to want it to be like great if yeah. it kind of represents you. And that's kind of what I was getting at. I think in gaming, it seems more that it's more of like this community or almost like crowdsourced, <laughs> um, you know, uh, maybe more than a lot of other creative um, you know, mm-hmm. industries. The other question, and I'm sorry, I know I, I really should not be talking, but... Um, <laughs> The other thing I'm curious about are like virtual reality, which seems to be the big thing now in gaming. Okay. Um, do you is that true? Like, is it is it moving toward um, VR and augmented reality? Like, how what are, how are things moving in the gaming world? It's it's hard to tell as far as how like virtual reality is doing because 
Um, it's definitely like a huge uh, like improvement as far as like technology and what what uh, is capable in you know games. Um, and you know, I, I've I have an Oculus Rift myself, and I've tried you know virtual reality, and it's it is really cool. Uh, but there are a lot of things about it at the same time that that make me think like oh i don't know if this is going to be like the next crazy thing because it, it really still doesn't seem to have taken over mm -hmm. um and and a lot of things like that have to do with that are you know if, if you have the headset on your head on your head for like an hour maybe you know you start you might get dizzy motion sickness stuff like that and for people who play video games for like a long long time might not like that you know right. having to take breaks is not an option for some gamers i guess <laughs> but um uh, another thing about that is is all these games that are that are being developed for virtual reality aren't really getting or might or some of them are but like you know a lot of them might not be getting as much appreciation or recognition as they would deserve to simply because not enough people have right. you know virtual reality is it is an expensive thing and and at the moment it still seems that like pc gaming or console gaming is is still doing strong and it's and even if virtual reality does you know go crazy and ever and you know and, and uh, an oculus or vibe or whatever happens to be something that every you know family owns in the future i don't think that will you know shut down consoles or computers as far as like games go you know hopefully like hopefully in the future uh, virtual reality can be more popular, but but yeah, like I said, I don't think um, the other types of games or uh, platforms for games would be like pushed away mm -hmm. by any means. Yeah. So, can you walk us through what it's like to be um, a game art and design um, major? I mean, in terms of like when you came in freshman year mm -hmm. and what you were learning, if you can remember that far back, yeah. to like where you are today, and um, what your senior project is all about okay. and, and so forth. For sure. That'd be great. Um, so uh, during my freshman year, uh, I took classes that I did not really expect to take. And um, those classes w uh, had to do with 3D modeling. They had to do with programming. And uh, as someone who wanted to like get into game design, I really only wanted to do uh, level design mostly, you know, and, and... What does that mean? So... Uh, in, in a game like Super Mario Bros., for example, the level design would be kind of the layout of everything. A lot of people might think level design is the art, but it's more so the, the layout and the, the way that you place every like element into a scene so that the player is kind of directed you know, the right way. And, and, and the thing about level design that you always want to think about is, is what would, what the player would be thinking at this point, you know, um, trying to make it so that, oh, the player would want to hit this or the player would want to go this way. You know, you always have to think about, um, the player's thoughts and, um, and the level design is kind of like what captures all of that. So, um, you know, you're given this like obstacle or, or enemy and the level designer's job is to place a bunch of those around the level, not in a random way, in a way that would make sense to, uh, as far as like, you know, in the first level, you know, the first level of a game should be easy. The last level should be hard. The levels in between need to like 
you know have this sort of flow where it go where it goes from easy to hard but the entire game should not ever feel too hard or too easy unless you know your game is is meant to be you know too, like really hard or really easy but it really depends on what type of game you're trying to design and and you want you know the levels to kind of complement that and but but going back to uh, what I thought like as a freshman or what I like wanted to do I wanted to uh, just design levels really um, and I kind of whined as a freshman I was like I don't want to like code or I don't want to you know do 3d modeling I don't, I don't think I would ever want to do anything like 3d you know in my life um, but you know looking back now as a senior I I'm very grateful for have having taken those classes because simply just knowing like all the different fields of game design could help you um, even if you're not going to be working in that field. Like I still don't expect to code or model like 3D model in my future job, but simply like having those skills, knowing how they work um, is still really, really helpful as far as uh, whatever I am going to do. And if I am working with people who are programmers, for example, as the level designer, I know uh, at least uh, a general, you know, uh, in general how coding works. So I would know how to speak to a programmer or um, or the, the programmer, if they know that I at least have like an in intermediate understanding of programming, um, it would be easier for them to communicate with me as well. So it just really... Uh, it's 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 great to know at least a little bit about every field and then kind of specialize in one and, and, and so that was your freshman year and then um, what were some what are some of the other like standout courses that you took that you really enjoyed um, there was one called uh, user interface design or UI uh, and that's kind of um, what the player, sees in like let's say like a main menu for example or like the heads up display of a video game meaning uh let's say you like see your character in this world but on the the corners of the screen like there's your health bar there's um like your xp or whatever there's a mini map you know that's all ui mm -hmm. and um that's all also very important parts of a game because uh you like there's design behind the placement of where the map is or how the map even looks, how your character looks on the map, how enemies look on the map, uh, how your health bar looks. Is there even a health bar? Is, is the health bar on your character? You know, there, there's so many like different ways to go about um, user interface. And it's really interesting to see the clever ways that a lot of games do that today. So taking that class really uh, opened my eyes and kind of showed me um, a lot as far as how that works in video games. That's also something that's transferable across like so many things. Oh yeah, think about it. Hundred percent. I mean, we don't even realize sometimes how how many user interfaces we come across and like the placements of different things. Any website that you yeah. use, ever. Right. Yeah. So going back or going forward to your um, your senior project, right? Blinkbot. Yeah. Tell us about that. So over this last semester, um, I've had to start my senior project, and the senior project uh, takes two semesters. So I just took the first semester of that, and the next semester would be uh, the second half to that project. Um, but essentially, we're given the task to spend 
an entire year just making a game. And that's really awesome because not every school um, does that with uh, like every school that has game design as a major does, doesn't really do that. And, and um, it's really awesome to, to kind of, you know, go through Woodbury like all these years starting from not really knowing that much to, to learning how things work, making a bunch of mistakes. Um, and then, you know, once your senior year starts, you're just kind of like, you know, wow, like all these things that I've learned have kind of led up to this moment. You know, you're ready to just design a game from scratch. And and it's really, it's really motivating to kind of look back and see, you know, how far you've come as a senior and i'm sure the other you know game design seniors feel this way as well uh, it's it's just it's it's really really motivating and so blinkbot is the project that i've been working on and it's a it's a 2d platformer game uh it's supposed to be difficult it's supposed to um uh, it's uh, it's inspired by a game called Celeste, which is another indie game. You know, not everyone would know it, but it did win Game of the Year, Indie Game of the Year. Um, so, you know, it's definitely up there as far as, you know, the game development uh, industry. And so that's my inspiration. Uh, and the, the core mechanic of the game is... Uh, playing as a little robot you can kind of blink or or like teleport a short distance in you know the left right up or down direction and um you're essentially trying to ascend this this tower you know to get to the very top um i've learned a lot of things just this last semester i expect to learn a lot more next semester and uh kind of the way it works is like once i finish this project i'm gonna be like man i wish you know I had all these skills like at the beginning of this project so and that's kind of how like anything works really like when you when you learn it but um but it is it is crazy to see that just working on this one project I'm still able to learn so much because going going through Woodbury I really have had not done much 2D project this projects this is really like the first big one so I'm really happy that I am finally able to do that because uh, a lot of uh, game design at Woodbury was 3D, 3D stuff. Uh, at my internship, though, I was able to, you know, design for a 2D game. So I, I, it was really cool to be able to do that. Uh, taking the internship uh, is also uh, huge for for my senior project as well because, you know, just learning a lot about level design in general, having uh, professionals critique my levels and and just listening to their feedback definitely gave me a sense of what it takes to design a good level and I've definitely been taking those factors into account uh, designing the, the levels for my current game. Do you have um, an advisor or a uh, mentor on, on faculty? Uh, as far as faculty goes, yeah. um, the, the the professor of the, the UI design class that I was talking about, Justin Patterson, uh, he was extremely helpful as far as um, that that class was like I learned way too much in that class, honestly. Like, um, so so that was the one that he taught us about um, the user interface and I also learned how to use Adobe Illustrator. I had never used that program before but by the end of that semester I felt really like confident with it and I've been using that for a bunch of other classes as well. You know I took an After Effects class and and to make the assets in After Effects uh, or to, to make the assets 
to use for After Effects, I made them all in Illustrator, you know, export them and then bring them into After Effects. Um, another professor who, who still does work here uh, is Mike Songson. He's not in game design. Mike the Poet. Hell yeah, Mike the Poet. He's not in game design, but he is, he's just he's he's all over the, place. the coolest guy. He comes man. up every time. <laughs> every, every show he comes up. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's it's taught so much. Storyteller, right? A poet. Yeah, a poet. Yeah. Mike the Poet, yes. <laughs> yeah, my, Mike is one of the few professors who have, who have made me kind of enjoy writing. You know, growing up, I, I never really, like, I was one of those students who just didn't really like to read, didn't really like to write. But, you know, every Mike Songson class that I've taken has kind of pushed me more in the direction of how important writing is and reading is. And, and it's just, like, he's, he's great. That's awesome. <laughs> we got to get Mike the poet on the show. Though. We do. Please um, do. Please do. One of the questions I have is, you know, we're you probably don't believe it, but like mm-hmm. you're a few months away from graduating. <sighs> yeah. So it's 2019, you know, or it's all going to go by fast. Yeah. So wh- what are you thinking about your future? So uh, graduation, that's something I'm both excited for and afraid for because I, I love my life at Woodbury. You know, I never want it to end. Just everything about, you know, going to the school, dorming, the organizations that I'm a part of, it's great. You know, like, I could do this forever, if, like, if I wanted to. But, um, you know... If your parents let you. Yeah. <laughs> if we were able to afford it. But, um, you know, graduating is also definitely very exciting and knowing that I'm about to do that and, and I'm about to hopefully you know land a job in the industry eventually and you know actually work full-time as a game developer is also you know one of the most exciting things and so as far as after graduation um, I'm not really I, I guess I'm 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 worried but at the same time I'm very very relaxed about it like I'm, I'm a very like go with the flow kind of person and wh- wherever I kind of uh, or whatever you know happens to me I guess I'll, I'll be okay with it in a way but um, really after graduation I do want to you know finally take a break take some rest and uh, obviously apply to as many jobs as I could you know um, work on my portfolio uh, work on, continue working on Blinkbot I definitely um, have plans to to make Blinkbot as cool as I possibly can uh, release it on Steam as an actual game. What does that mean on Steam? Uh, Steam, sorry, that Steam is a is a platform on the computer that you're obviously not a gamer. Did you know that? <laughs> Even I know what Steam. Is. Well, I, I'm not a gamer. My kids are, but I'm not. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no worries. Um, but but yeah, that's kind of the the platform that. Uh, a lot of uh, developers pu- publish their games on. It's a great way for their games to kind of be seen. And they used to have this thing called Steam Greenlight, where indie developers could publish a game, and that was kind of the way to see if uh, and anyone could play, and that was kind of the way to see if the game was good enough to to actually be on Steam. There are other things like that. There's there's this website called itch.io, which is essentially that uh, anyone can publish their games, good or bad. Uh, people can play it, provide feedback. Um, I'm considering doing that with Blinkbot, you know, in its current state, just to see what people think. Maybe it, it could give me like a sense of direction. Uh, but I, I do want to eventually submit the game, 
into conventions and stuff. Like there's one called Indiecade, which is kind of like, I, I was about to say baby E3, but it's, I mean, it's still like, it's still a big deal to get your game to Indiecade, you know, like in the indie scene that that's, that's huge. Like that, that's a really cool thing to do. And if I, if I am able to do that, I'd be really, really happy. Uh, the, the ultimate like stretch goal is to submit my game into uh, the game of the year awards or the game awards, sorry. And to, to, to try to, if not be like the winner of the indie, um, sorry, the student game of the year to be a nominee for that. And, um, that, that would be amazing. You know, like then I wouldn't ask for anything else, but, um, but the, the, the big one that I'm trying to do for sure right now is hopefully by next summer, get Blinkbot to, to be at Indiecade. That'd be amazing. That would be great. Yeah. Before we let you go, Rafiq, yeah. um, tell us, you were saying that you love your, your life at Woodbury. Tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about what you, what you do on campus. And um, you actually dorm here, yeah. and you live, your parents live 15 minutes yep, away. Yep. So that's cool. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. So tell us, I, I see you have a Delta Sigma Nu water bottle here. Yep. Uh, Delta Sigma Phi, actually. Excuse me. No worries. Delta Sigma no worries. Phi. <laughs> yeah, oops. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I did commute my first year uh, at Woodbury, but then I kind of, I was jealous of everyone who didn't. I was jealous of everyone who dormed. Um, and there's just, there's just this certain like extra level of community, like in the people who do dorm, the students who do dorm. And uh, I, I really just wanted that. I really wanted that college experience. And uh, once I started dorming, I, I definitely got it. And I was and I was very, very happy with with how everything was going. Um, I joined Delta Sigma Phi, which is a, a fraternity on campus. Um, uh, it's an organization of of guys who just love each other and want everyone to, you know, succeed. And we all push each other and just, you know, it's it's great, you know. Um, and honestly, uh, it's. I think it's really important at a school like Woodbury to try to be outgoing, to try to join organizations and stuff. It's so often that I just see so many students, you know, come to campus, uh, go to class, and then just leave. And I'm just like, how how can you do that? It just seems it just seems too boring. You're just not getting enough out of the school. Um, there's an organization out there for anyone, you know, if, if the fraternity is not for you, maybe the film club, if that exists, is for you or any other organization like there, there's something out there for everyone. And I think every student should at least like at least look and see if there's anything, if they're not going to join, at least, you know, just like look around the campus. They, there are these days uh, at the quad where all the organizations will kind of table and show what they're all about. And I urge any student to kind of go to those to at least check them out. Okay. I also want to mention that we uh, wrote a nice article about Rafiq's experience here at Woodbury that you can um, view if you'd like to at on our website, woodbury.edu in the news section. Slash news. Slash news. So you can learn more about his experience. Um, yeah. Great story. Super inspirational. Um, 
I, I waited a little while to get uh, Rafiq's input for this article, but it was <laughs> well worth the wait. Lots of you, he really wanted to take his time in terms of getting his feedback back to us, and so it was very very easy to write his article because he basically wrote it himself. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for writing it. I love course. it. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, Thanks for definitely. having me. Uh, absolutely. And if you have any friends who you think would enjoy coming onto our show, please let us know. Okay. I will do that. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye.